0: I thought we told people where I was going before I left.
1: No, we didn't say anything.
0: Oh. Well. I'm under a blanket in an unspecified location. Welcome to He Read, She Read, the podcast where a couple of married bookworms discuss what they're reading and learning. Today we're sharing our favorite picture books and celebrating our new status as aunt and uncle. I'm Curtis.
1: And I'm Chelsea. Here at He Read, She Read, we enjoy talking about books, shopping for books, recommending books, and reading books. We publish bi-weekly episodes on the second and fourth weeks of each month, and sometimes one of those is a book discussion. In May, we'll discuss Say Nothing, A True Story of Murder and Memory by Patrick Radden Keefe. So make sure you're following us on Instagram for Buddy Read News and other announcements at He read, She Read.
0: You can also get in touch with us via email at hereadshereadpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find a list of all the books we mentioned in today's episode at hereadsheread.org. If you're enjoying He Read, She Read, please take a few minutes to write a review on Apple Podcasts to help more bookworms find our show. You could also send a link to a friend or share your favorite episode of He Read, She Read with them. You could also post about it on social media, share the podcast in your Instagram stories. All of these things help people find us, get book recommendations, and keep the podcast going.
1: Well, we should probably start the episode by telling people our situation, because you might sound a little different.
0: Well, I think this is the first episode we've recorded in separate locations, so there's that. Definitely.
1: Usually we're sitting across from each other, so this is definitely different.
0: Yeah, and this time we're doing it over Google Hangouts, and I'm under a blanket in a different country.
1: Yeah, Curtis is deployed right now, but this is real dedication because he is still recording the podcast.
0: We're here for the content, folks.
1: (laughs) So today's episode, um, I think this is definitely a turn from what we usually talk about, but we are really excited because really any day now as of recording this when it's released maybe it'll be different but we will be an aunt and uncle soon both of Curtis's siblings are having babies this year and we are the definitely the bookish ones in the family so we feel like it's our responsibility (laughs) what were you saying
0: I was saying more so than either one of them
1: Yeah, I mean, they read, but like we are the nerds of the family. So we really feel like it's our duty as the bookworms of the family to make sure that we send lots and lots of books their way and foster a love of reading for our nephews.
0: Not only is it my honor, but it is also my duty.
1: So today we will share some of our favorite picture books from when we were little. I think this is also going to be fun to talk about because it's just going to be a really comforting, cozy episode, which I think we all need right now. But first, we always start off with some book reviews. So Curtis, I'm really curious to hear which book you want to talk about today.
0: So the book that I read uh, for the first month that I was here... Uh, was kind of getting myself in the right mindset for doing the thing that I'm doing and to something for the history thing that I'm interested in, but from an area that I don't really cover that much. Uh, So I read The Conquest of Gaul by Julius Caesar. I know, not not my normal. Um, And I'll be honest, I took a little inspiration from one of my NCOs that I work with who is big into the Roman period. Um, so this covers the Gaelic Wars from the perspective of Caesar, and the point that I like about it is it's a history, yes, so it covers his eight-year period of wars that he fought in France, Belgium, Switzerland, and then invasion of Britain, but it's also a really interesting piece of political propaganda. So because he was the victor, he got to tell the tale that he wanted to, and it propped him up back in Rome, uh, which ultimately served his purpose. So if you read it from that context, it provides an insight into not only his strategy, but also how he was trying to make himself portrayed back in Rome um, when he eventually took over as a dictator. So it's an interesting read. It's not very long, um, but it, from a strategy standpoint, I liked it. And then also taking it from that angle of, you know, he's writing it directly to the people that he is trying to sway to his side back in Rome. So I liked it, would recommend, not an era that I normally cover. um, But if you're looking for a classic Roman book, you can't go wrong.
1: It sounds really intense. You actually make it sound kind of interesting, which is, I mean, that's saying a lot for me.
0: (laughs) I do have the ability to make a lot of things sound interesting.
1: (laughs) Okay, <laughs> you've been reading you too g- much Caesar.
0: <laughs> you don't get you don't give me enough credit is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I also have some nonfiction to talk about, which okay. I read this book back in February. so it's it's been a while since I've read it, but I definitely wanted to make sure that I shared it on the podcast. So I read Just Mercy by Bryan Stevenson. Finally, it was sitting on my shelf for a really long time. And I haven't seen the movie yet, so I haven't really heard anything about that to compare it to, but I really, really loved the book. I think that it's a really good starting point for people who want an understanding of our prison system and the law in America and what is unfair and how certain populations are marginalized. Brian Stevenson works to get people off of death row and he writes, I mean, he's a great writer, first of all, and he's really passionate about his work. He has an incredible amount of empathy, which I think must be really tough in his line of work, but that empathy really shines through in the book and is really important and I don't I don't want to talk too much about this one because I think it's a popular book that a lot of people are somewhat familiar with. I just want to say if you haven't read it, I definitely want to push it in people's hands because it's really, really good and I like I said, I think it's just a good starting point, an eye-opener, and the writing is really engaging, so I found myself having a hard time putting it down. Even though the content is really tough and often heartbreaking, um, this is one that I definitely hope that you'll read. Uh, at least, at least when you get back, I think that this would be a good one to put on the top of your pile.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it eventually. Um, I know it was something that you were going through and just having to take pauses and telling me about it. And it seemed I, I know it's something I'll pick up eventually
1: definitely have you been this is kind of a turn but have you been reading anything right now
0: um i'm trying to get into our book for the end of may so spoiler i haven't started
1: (laughs) neither have i
0: (laughs) um but we'll, we'll 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 get there eventually.
1: <laughs> We're both kind of up to the last minute, people. So I feel like we'll probably read it like a week before we need to record. I I <laughs> would like to pick it up because I haven't really been reading any nonfiction lately, but it sounds interesting. So yeah, we'll see. I also How need to get you? my hands on it because you have the copy.
0: Well, you're going to have to get yourself another copy.
1: Maybe I'll get it from Libro FM.
0: Yeah, it's hard to... <laughs> You're not going to get it back for me. It's hard to ship mail these days.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's see. What am I reading right now? I'm listening to The Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel on audio. I had originally picked it up paper format, and then a global pandemic happened, and I was having a really hard time focusing on it, so... I set it aside but it's been hard to pick it up again so I went with audio and that's been a good way to go because I really like it and I like the narrator. And then like I've been reading a lot of romances on my Kindle just to be honest that escape has been really nice but uh, I am reading some really good books for Novel Pairings which is a podcast that I started with my friend Sarah. And so, yeah, this weekend I have a lot of reading to do. So I'm, over the last week, I've been getting into a better reading rhythm. It definitely takes a little extra effort right now to get focused, though.
0: Now, I just had to bite my tongue there because when you talk about podcasts that you're doing with other people, it kind of makes me feel a certain way.
1: What are you talking about? On the introduction to novel pairings, I told people a sweet story about how I asked you if you would feel um like cheated if i made a podcast with someone else and you were so sweet you were like oh honey you're talented you should go and make another podcast and like do what you want to do with your creative free spirit <laughs> but well, now you're to, jealous now you're deployed
0: well it's, well it's hard it's hard to argue with myself
1: <laughs> are you just trying to be sassy yes yeah i thought so i i could tell i can tell when you're being sincere as, even when I can't see your face, because we're not doing video on Hangout right now. <laughs> I can still tell.
0: You got me. It's fine.
1: i so snarky. All right, should we start to talk about some picture books?
0: Sure. Um, so it's like you framed. Um, my sister and my sister-in-law are about to have kids this summer. Um, and so we started talking about books that we want to give to them as a family, but then also talk about books that we read as kids that we really liked. So, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first?
1: I think you should go first, partly because I need to make sure Penny's in the room with me, and I need to make sure that she's not being picked up on audio because she's scratching herself.
0: So, I'm going to start with If You Give a Moose a Muffin by Laura Numeroff. So, this is the sequel to the popular If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, which I didn't really like as much as I liked Moose and Muffins. Maybe it's because I like that alliteration a little bit better. So that might be a a deep dive into Curtis's psyche. But (laughs) I I legitimately think that's a reason why I would have liked this book more. Um, You do love
1: alliteration.
0: Yeah. But I think the drawings and the alliteration that goes throughout the book, but then also the uh, parallels, well, not necessarily parallels, but the fact that there's a small child and then a very large moose that is getting into all sorts of hijinks. And I kind of liked that back and forth. Um, like, one of the pages that I think tickled me the most is when uh, the kid is putting on a hoodie and he's like, I'm going to have to go to the store to get some muffin mix. And then the moose is standing there, like, really sheepishly and being like, he'll want to go with you. <laughs>
1: Those are really cute books that's such a fun series
0: yeah and um, (laughs) I liked uh, when like the fact that the moose is trying to sew a button on a sweater and doing all this sort of stuff so um, that's uh, not the first time that we've like had a fun interaction with a moose like if we're talking about the time that we spent in Wyoming Um, yeah we
1: met we talked about that on the podcast a few episodes back
0: yeah so I think that might have been a little hindsight bias to make me say that I like this book better than the mouse and cookies, but I'm going to stick with the alliterations. That that's the actual reason.
1: I mean, I mean, as of right now, like you like a moose better than a mouse, but you also probably like cookies better than muffins.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know. know. You like
1: muffins too.
0: I do. Like Any baked
1: good is fair game.
0: <laughs> no, I really just want muffins.
1: I would send some to you if I could, but they would take like two months to get there <laughs> and not be good anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think the main reason I liked it too is just like the jovial nature of it, um, where like the moose and the boy are having a good time back and forth, and then there's like a puppet show and paintings and all of that stuff. So I think it's a classic.
1: It is a classic. As I was looking at our outline, I definitely noticed that we are both definitely drawn to animal books. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that's really typical in Kidlet anyway, but it just seems like we are specifically very much into the anthropomorphic creatures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna make that uh, analysis after I went over my next book, because it also is animal focused but I'll let yeah. you talk about your first breakfast. <laughs>
1: Well, first, I just wanted to mention that, well, a lot of celebrities are reading picture books right now, but specifically, I think that Chris Evans read one of the Give a Mouse a Cookie or I don't remember which one it was he read, but it was one of those. So I will put a link to that in the show notes because it is definitely worth a watch if I say so myself.
0: (laughs) Keep it in your pants.
1: (laughs) I sent it to you. Did you not watch it?
0: I might not have seen it, but I'll have to go back and look at it again.
1: Oh, I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. Uh, Yeah, it's it's pretty cute. So I will definitely, if I can find it again, I don't think it's been taken down, but you never know. If I can find it again, I'll put it in the show notes for people.
0: Now, I want to do a little lead-in for your first one, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. So I think when we started dating, the question came up, like what was your favorite book as a kid? And I couldn't really remember a lot of these books or like picture books. And some of this, like spoiler alert guys, some of these books I had to ask my mom about like what were my (laughs) actual favorite books when I was a kid. But right away you were real quick with this first one and has always been the first one that you talk about as one of your favorite books as a kid. So I I think when you first told me that, I thought it was a little weird. But the more that you talk about it, the more I appreciate it.
1: Well, I think once you read it, once you knew me better and you read it, you understood why it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. So my one of my favorite kids books and one of my favorite authors in general is Chrysanthemum by Kevin Hankeys. And this is about a little mouse and her name is Chrysanthemum. And she really hates her name because it's so long and it's so different from all of the other kids in her class and so the book is really about the journey for chrysanthemum to eventually come to love her name and i think part of why i loved this one as a kid was chrysanthemum's really fun to say and it's repeated a ton throughout the book kevin Hankeys has a really witty funny style the illustrations are really cute and he also has a way of teaching really big vocabulary words in his books I think that he he doesn't write down to kids which I really appreciate in children's lit and in picture books and these are books that my parents really enjoyed reading to me which I think that the real golden ticket with a good picture book is something that parents and teachers like as well as the kids because before a baby can read who's reading all those picture books <laughs> they better be entertaining <laughs> yeah but chrysanthemum is really cute the illustrations are adorable and kevin Hankey's like there's just so many great books a weekend with wendell lily's purple plastic purse I just really love all of those by him. I think that they're funny and cute, and his writing style is just really, really fun.
0: Yeah, that was a throwback, and I th- as, you're right. As soon as I read it, I could tell. Like, did you find a little bit of like solace with chrysanthemum, like with cause your name, anything with your names?
1: Well no because everybody was named Chelsea (laughs) there were like five other Chelsea's in my life my name was not unique maybe that's why I liked chrysanthemum cuz I like wished that I had a more unique name (laughs) I'm fine with Chelsea now now I've I don't feel like it's as quite as common but uh, when I was little there were a lot of Chelsea's running around
0: Well, I'm glad that you brought up the factor of when these books are your favorite, it has to be something that your parents like to read for a certain period of time. Um, Because my next one, that definitely played a factor in why it made the list. And it was Guess How Much I Love You by Sam McBratney. So with this book, it's another one of these uh, windows into young Curtis's soul where he just really (laughs) like a lot of animals. Yes. So this one is about a child and a parent rabbit, and they're just going back and forth with how much they love each other. And, like, going through, like, this, I love you as much as I can jump, and then the mom or dad, I can't remember if it's one way or the other. It probably is both. Like, can be read as both? Yeah. Okay. And then, like, As much as the little one was like, I, I love you this much. And then their parent is like, I just love you more than that. Um, but I have specific memories of like my mom reading this to me and I can hear like her inflection on certain words and those memories are important and like sticking with me for a long time. And I remember my grandfather reading it to me and it's one of those that just has a special place. Um, so it had to make the list.
1: Oh, that's really sweet. I actually, as you were talking about that, I was like, oh, there's a picture on Curtis's desk of your grandpa reading to you. There might, it might be, you might have a picture of each grandpa reading to you on your desk. I do. So I'll definitely, I'll snap a picture of that, at least to put in Instagram stories so that people can relish in the adorableness because it's just so stinking cute.
0: Yeah, but that's why it made the list for me, Um, just as much as, like, the kid is trying to show how much they love the parent, the parents are always just like, nah, man, you you don't understand. Oh, that
1: is really so. sweet.
0: Yeah, thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My next book is also very parental, but also animals.
0: <laughs> We've got some themes here, folks. Uh,
1: another book that I loved when I was little was Is Your Mama a Llama by Deborah Guarino and... This book is about a little, I think it's a baby llama that runs around and asks all these animals, is your mama a llama? And the animals are like, no, my mom's a bat. No, my mom's a deer. No, my mom's a this animal. And it's very, there's a cute little rhyme. It's very repetitive and rhyming, but that also made it super easy to memorize and As a little baby reader, I really definitely liked books that I could memorize and then, you know, like, (laughs) air quotes, read myself. I'm sure you relate to this completely, right? Yes, of course. Where you had the book memorized, so you didn't really exactly know the words, but you could turn the pages and read it. And I think that's one of the first steps to really loving reading and wanting to get more books. Um, that's I think probably the case for a lot of early readers. And these rhyming books, that's a big part of that. So is your mama a llama? I can remember some lines of it even to this day. So it's a cute one. And definitely that sticks in my mind as when like one of the first books that I would pick up and pretend read myself, even though I had it memorized.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that's a big factor too, where you're a kid and you can't necessarily read, but you want to, it, we were this type where we wanted to be like the driving force behind the story. So we were, we could memorize it and say the words that we knew, but then it was a little bit different when we could actually take over and, and read for ourselves.
1: Curtis, I don't know what you're saying. Are you saying that we're uh, typical oldest independent children?
0: <laughs> that's.
1: <laughs> I do it myself. yeah if that's what you're saying you would be right
0: that is what I am saying
1: (laughs) what is your next book
0: so I had to reach back um, because I couldn't remember a third one that I really loved and so this one is straight from my mom and it is Chicka Chicka Boom Boom by Bill Martin and John Archibald and I don't really have a vivid memory like the last book of being this having this book read to me or reading it but looking back over pictures of it and uh some reviews it makes a lot of sense why i liked it so it's got some repetitive um, lyrical lines and then also does a good job of teaching you the alphabet so i think this would have been a good one for my development as a reader because i learned Uh, not only the back and forth of the repetitive rhyming but then the fact that there's a visual representation of all the letters and how to learn them and stuff like that so that what explains to me why it was one of the favorites but then also probably why it was my mom's favorite to read to me because she was a kindergarten teacher.
1: Well I was gonna say my memories of this book are from kindergarten it's not I know it's not a book that we owned and had at our house but I very much remember teachers reading it to us I remember the felt board that went along with it and I really remember this one from school so it doesn't surprise me at all that this was one of your mom's favorites
0: yeah so that makes a whole lot of sense uh, as a because my mom taught me kindergarten so this probably draws a lot of comparisons and memories back with her too
1: my last well actually no i have a couple more after this but my third book that i really love is miss lollipops lion by judy varga and unfortunately it's a it's a really old book i think it's from the 60s and so it's not available in print anymore and you can still find some used copies certain places i think and i'm pretty sure that my parents still have this one But it's about Miss Lollipop and she has a pet lion. So, you know, Tiger King vibes. (laughs) But (laughs) Miss Lollipop is really cute and she wears this adorable little suit and she walks around with her lion. And I think that there are like kittens at some point involved and- Inspired
0: inspired by kittens or? (laughs) (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Another great picture book reading experience. but I just really remember liking it. And who wouldn't like a main character named Miss Lollipop?
0: You've got some good ones. You've got Chrysanthemum. You've got Miss Lollipop. You've got. I was uh...
1: all about the names.
0: So I'm all about the animals and the alliterations. You're all about these animals and the fun names.
1: Yep, that pretty much sums it up. Listeners, we still can't get enough of Libro FM. It's a simple and elegant app with tons of bookseller recommendations, and of course, they support local bookstores. So they're just one of our absolute favorite book sources right now. Many of our podcast book recommendations come from listening to audiobooks with our Libro FM subscription. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite indie bookstore, which is really, really important right now if we want to keep independent bookstores alive. And you can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, and they're adding more all the time, including new releases, bestsellers, classics, and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you get the same audiobooks at the same price as Audible, but you are part of a much different story, one that supports community and small business. To get started, all you need is your smartphone and the free Libro.fm app. If you already love audiobooks and you don't know what to listen to next, you can check out recommendations and curated lists from the people who know audiobooks best, your local booksellers, or of course you can go back into our episode catalog and see what we recommend on audio. Listeners of the He Read, She Read podcast can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month. That is three audiobook credits for the price of one. And get this, that's the same price as Audible. It's exactly the same price, but we feel much better supporting Libro.fm and independent bookstores, and we've made the switch. We hope that you will too. So, go to Libro.fm, that is is L-I-B-R-O.fm, and enter the promo code H-R-S-R, or you can go through the link in our show notes to sign up for your subscription today. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you are supporting your local bookstores. Okay, I have two more quick recommendations for picture books that I really love. The first okay, one is... The first one is A Mother for Coco by Keiko Kaza, and it's really cute. It's about this little yellow bird with chubby cheeks, and he has stripes on his legs, and he's trying to find his mother, and it's like a really cute adoption story. And then Buster Catches a Cold by Hisako Madokoro, and it's about a puppy who splashes a puddle and catches a cold, and he's the cutest puppy. But I just had to toss those out there because they're definitely a couple of favorites. And I think that those are still pretty widely available. So I, yeah, those are just really cute. And in particular, as far as illustrations, those two stand out as being especially adorable.
0: I think we've got some good recommendations if people are in similar situations than we are. And then also we've got some good books to hand out at some of the next family gatherings
1: yeah um someone who's also really great with uh kid lit recommendations is our friend ruth ann she's always really good about picking out books for her nieces and nephews and her friends and um, she's just got a really good backlog of really giftable books so i know i'm definitely gonna go to her to ask for some recommendations for our nephews And so I will put a link to uh, her Instagram account in our show notes in case you need some extra recommendations for picture books, too.
0: Well, speaking of recommendations.
1: Yeah, we have to do our recommendations of the week.
0: You can go first while I think of something.
1: (laughs) Uh, My recommendation I don't have like a TV or podcast recommendation because I've been consuming nothing but Gilmore Girls for the past several weeks, and listening to the same podcast as always. So uh, this is something a little bit different. But I I would love to recommend that everyone go over to Sir Patrick Stewart's Instagram page and listen to him read a sonnet a day because it's soothing delightful and it just makes me so happy yeah and he often provides a little bit of commentary on them which is super fun so if you need a little dose of shakespeare or poetry or just a very soothing narrator go ahead and go to his instagram and of course we'll link to that in the show notes what would you like to recommend
0: well i think i'll just talk about what i've been watching because uh, I'm, I'm missing the entire Tiger King craze. Cause You're that's not like really missing that, much. Well, that's something that's happening um, with, like, the quarantine situations. Um, but I'm not partaking in any of that. Um, but I, I did decide that as soon as I got to where uh, I'm currently located that I was going to burn through all eight seasons of a little show called Letter Kenny in about a, a span of two weeks. So... I firmly recommend that show. Uh, and then we found out that it's one of your dad's favorite shows, too, which makes a whole lot of sense for our senses of humor. Yeah. Um, but it's about some Canadian small towners. I've uh, got some good northern sense of humor, which works with our Wisconsin upbringing. So I like all the hockey stuff and the small town vibes. And it's really just a great show.
1: Is that? It- Kind of, like, how would you describe the humor? Is it, like, Schitt's Creek, kind of?
0: Kind of. Um, it's more raunchy. Okay. Um, so if people have a issue with violence and language and stuff like that, I wouldn't recommend it. But there's a little bit of stuff for everyone. So, like, there's um, the big central conflict is that there's different categories of people. So the hicks, the hockey players, the drug addicts and they all are going up against each other but then they all bond because they're all part of the same small town
1: how endearing i, get, <laughs> I guess I get,
0: and it's also canadian so i like canadian humor
1: yeah well i think if people are looking for something to binge watch there's a lot of material there
0: yeah it's all uh eight seasons are on hulu so if you got that go ahead and watch it but That's what I'm consuming my time with right now. And then trying to get more um, gumption to read more. Is that the right way to say that?
1: Probably more motivation than anything. There we go.
0: Look at you. Self-discipline. Always count on you. you. (laughs)
1: well that is all we have for you today listeners i hope you found a little bit of comfort and go ahead over to our instagram and drop your favorite picture books on our episode graphics so that we can all reminisce about childhood days and remember that our upcoming buddy read is say nothing by patrick Radden keith it's about it's a true crime story that takes place over the troubles in ireland And for news and announcements, you can connect with us on social media or email on Twitter and Instagram. We're at HeReadSheRead. Our email is HeReadSheReadPodcast at gmail.com. And you can find show notes at heRedSheRed.org under podcast. Also, just a big shout out and thank you to Libro.fm for sponsoring this episode. And I know we say it all the time how much we love them, but they're doing some really amazing things right now for independent bookstores and Every time I think like I couldn't love that company more, they do something else to show that they are truly in support of small business and community. So thanks to Libro FM, and thank you all for listening. And remember, the couple that reads together.
0: Boils down their childhood reading to animals and alliterations.
1: <laughs> nice extra close to alliteration there, Curtis.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm talented.